Praise the Lord. This is your host, Elder Gregory Newsom with the Faith in God Internet TV. God bless you on today. We bring you greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is the head of our life, and to our Honorable Pastor Bishop, Dr. Ellis Murchison, Senior of the Pentecostal Power Church, and to our First Lady, Lady Paulette, and to my own lovely wife, Missionary Newsom, and to all of you today, uh, we are excited. Uh, we did have uh, a beautiful weekend uh, with our pastor and wife, uh, 38th uh, annual anniversary service uh, for this entire weekend, starting from Thursday until Sunday. And we had uh, a really, really uh, powerful uh, experience uh, concerning the Word of God and revival. Uh, we had some good speakers as well. Our presider preached on Friday night. Um, and we had uh, Bishop uh, Wilson on Thursday night. Uh, but we had a powerful, powerful service. And we had Bishop uh, Eddie Smith on Sunday night for closure. But uh, on Saturday, we had uh, Bishop Tommy Cobb. And uh, on Sunday morning, we had Elder Ellis Murchison Jr., and uh, he did an excellent job on yesterday morning, uh, just uh, preaching out of his heart the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we uh, were charged up. Uh, we we're charged up from the word of God that we heard and received. And so we're excited today about what God is doing. But most of all, we're excited because um, our leaders were uh, encouraged because the topic uh, for this particular weekend was, uh, you know, in uh, times like these, preaching in times like these. And so in times like these, you know, um, the preacher still has to preach. And so uh, preaching in times like these are very, very difficult times. And so I really, really uh, was able to feast off the word of the Lord that was given throughout the entire weekend. And I'm still processing uh, the word that I've received. And so we're grateful uh, for what God is yet doing. And uh, I just believe when they came to encourage uh, our pastor and first lady, that they were encouraging us as well. And so I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged that uh, uh, no matter what kind of difficulty <laughs> we may land upon, we still got to uh, do what God needs uh, us to do. And we have a good topic on this week. Uh, we're going to go before the Lord in prayer, ask the saints to pray for our leader, uh, First Lady, as well as myself and my family. Uh, let us pray for the sick that's among us. Uh, please, please let us pray uh, for our leadership and those uh, that are in leadership roles that God will continue to bless as well as strengthen them. Uh, let us pray for my wife, Missionary Newson, and myself that God will continue to uh, take us farther in the gospel of Jesus Christ, that we would uh, continue to take the gospel of Jesus Christ to uh, a world that don't know God. Uh, we're not saying everybody don't know God, but we're to, a, we're to the world that don't know God. We want to be able to, to be that witness. And so that's what we're going to be talking about on today. We're going to be talking from the subject of a living witness. And, uh, uh, we thank and praise God. Uh, we got some witnesses uh, in the scripture uh, for our admonition and our learning. Uh, we have the, you know, the old patriots. Uh, we have the word of God. We have the prophets and the Psalms. We have the word of God. We have the apostles. We have a lot of examples in the Bible for our admonition and our learning. But uh, something struck me in my study uh, as we were looking at the scriptures, we must also have a living witness uh, because the church of God is alive. The church of God is still triumphing. It's triumphant and it's triumphing. And what I mean by that is there has to be someone or there has to be uh, believers as we get ready to go into prayer. There has to be believers that are still 
exemplifying uh, their light and their witness for Jesus Christ. Otherwise, when you look at Acts 1 and 8, and we're going to get into the study in a minute. We're going to look at Acts 1 and 8, and we're going to decipher a few things, and then we're going to go into a few other scriptures. And so uh, let us go before the Lord in prayer. Remember the Howard family, the Ellis family, and, and the various ones, the Lee family, uh, many others, especially those that are still going through that uh, Uvalde, Texas tragedy. They are found out some more uh, tragic stuff, and it's like the the more you dig, the the you know the more you dig in a sword, the worse it hurts. And so I I my prayer uh, to God is that God will heal those, and that uh, the truth will be exposed, so uh, those families can start processing healing. That's going to be my prayer, that God will bless them, that uh, the process of healing will start. And I know healing probably won't um, be completed until they get closure. And so that's what we're praying uh, to God uh, for uh, in their stead to intercede, that God will give them strength and to find closure. Uh, let us continue to pray for all of our mothers, our deacons, uh, our elders and ministers in the body of Christ, as well as those that are viewing on the broadcast with us today. I want to say to all of our live stream audience, uh, God bless you. Thank you for viewing uh, the PPC uh, MKE broadcast on uh, this weekend where our uh, pastor and first lady uh, service was being live streamed for their 38th annual, annual anniversary. So thank you for, for viewing uh, those services. Uh, we thank you. Uh, we had quite a large uh, viewing audience. And so we want to uh, thank you for that. And please hit subscribe uh, to us if you desire to uh, follow us as well. And so we ask that you would do that. And so let us get ready to go before the Lord in prayer that we will pray uh, that God will continue uh, to bless and strengthen and encourage the people of God as well as grant healing. Eternal God, our Savior, in the precious name of Jesus, Lord, we come before thee and before thy throne of grace to thank you and give you praise, glory, and honor for who you are and the things you have done in our lives and what you're about to do, O oh God, on the behalf of thy people. Look on each and every believer. Look on, O oh God, our audience and those that are, O oh God, seeking a word from you and those that are looking, oh God, oh God, to you for direction. We pray for strength now. We pray, oh God, for your guidance and oh God, for your protection. In the name of Jesus, touch in a special way those, oh God, that are dealing with different tragedies and oh God, circumstances and situations, oh God. We know, oh God, that you are in control and Lord, that you have the whole entire, oh God, world in your hand. And we pray now, since it's in your hands, God, we Oh, God, lift our hands to you to give thanks and give praise. Oh, God, because you are worthy of all the glory, honor, and the praise we can offer. Look on my wife and family. Look on those that are viewing with us today. Look on our pastor and first lady, as well as our presider and assistant presider and their wives. And, oh, God, our senior Bishop Scott, we ask you to continue to bless the entire Pentecostal Power Organization. Bless us right now. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, you unify the brethren unify the men in the body of Christ, as well as the women and the married couples. Touch them now, and Lord, grant strength to the body of believers. And Father, we forever thank you. We give you all the glory, honor, and the praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Help us to decrease that your anointing may increase in our lives, that we might be effective witnesses. Oh, God, to your glory. These and other blessings we ask and pray in Jesus' name to the glory of God. Thank God. Amen and amen. Praise God. So we thank God for uh, that particular prayer as we talk about this subject today, a living witness. And uh, as I started off, we got many patriots that have gone on before us. And uh, even though they are gone on and most people would, uh, you know, want to debate this theological point that because Moses and Elijah and different ones, Ezekiel and different ones uh, that God used, even the apostles that God used uh, have uh, went to sleep. They would say that those 
uh, witnesses are not alive. <laughs> but I want to let you know, these are still living witnesses, even though they're not uh, in the physical, uh, they are living witnesses. And just like we are living witnesses, those that have been born again, I want to make sure, please follow this carefully, because if you get in the middle of this broadcast, you're going to miss where I'm at and you're going to think, uh, you know, well, I don't, I don't really, am not really concerned about what you think because you need to listen to the entire broadcast from beginning to end before you make your uh, analysis. And so sometimes we make our analysis in the middle of a conversation, but hear the entire conclusion of the whole matter and then make your analysis. So I'm going with scripture. Even though we as believers that's been born again should be and are the living witnesses for Christ. Those that have been blood washed and been born of the water and of the spirit and living a holy life before God, you are also living witnesses. All right. And now before you receive Christ in your life, there was no witness. I want to make sure I make that plain. There was no witness uh, uh, other than the one that you were following. Okay. And so, uh, your deeds and your works, because Jesus had, uh, had, uh, brought, a, a very good, uh, point to the scribes and the Pharisees. And he told them that you are of your father, the devil, because they did the works of, of that, which was in darkness. And so this is why we're going to talk about some things today. As we talk about a living witnesses, we, we're going to break it down so we can kind of understand that the living witness uh, has uh, uh, the reflection, not only in uh, their life, but in their character, in their behavior, in their lifestyle, and everything that's connected to that believer, it should reflect Christ. It should reflect righteousness. It should reflect godliness. It should reflect holiness. And so we're going to talk about some things today, you know, as we talk about a living witness. And the first scripture we want to go to is we want to go to Acts chapter 1 and uh, verse number 8. All right, let's go to Acts one and eight and i know it's a very familiar scripture to quite a few of us but we want to go to acts one and eight because in the beginning was the establishment of the church here and uh where uh they followed the direction of jesus christ when he told them to go down and wait till they be endued with power from on high and so we're going to go here. Uh, they had questions, you know, about the times and the seasons. But Jesus told them not to be so much concerned with the times of the seasons. But this is what he said. Let's read. Uh, let's start at verse 7. I'll put my scripture reader up on the screen so we can, those of you that are on the uh, pod being can follow along. But those of you that are on YouTube and Facebook and social media, you can follow me on the scripture reader. So we can go to Acts 1 and uh, 7 through about, uh, let's see, I don't know, we'll, we'll just go to about maybe 10. We'll see what we'll come up with. All right, we'll do a little reading here. All right, Acts 1 and 7. And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times, or the seasons. Hmm? He said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father had put in his own power. Now it's very important that we start here because the disciples 
they wondered and they were concerned about the earthly ministry and they wondered about the kingdom that, that Jesus was talking about and he promised. And they wanted to know uh, what their role would be. You know, a lot of times, you know, we too in the church, uh, we're placed in different areas in the body of Christ to work and operate. And the first thing we want to know is what is our role and how uh, are we going to operate in that role? How are we going to benefit from that role to a degree? And so this is what they were concerned about in their carnality. They really was concerned about the, the earthly ministry and the kingdom of how their roles were to relate to that, which was a which was a fair question. You know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, <clears throat> be the advocate in this point of their question. It was not a bad question. It was not an incorrect question. It was just a question that Jesus let them know that there was not where they should have had their focus. Praise God. And sometimes we can have questions too, but then sometimes our leaders or those spiritual advisors, they put more emphasis on uh, what is needed than what we desire. Okay. And let's take a look. Sometimes we desire things, but we don't necessarily need those particular things. And so when we look at this, these disciples, they wanted to know, you know, uh, was they going to come back and conquer, you know, uh, Rome through their military uh, might? And these are where this is where they wanted to be liberated. They wanted to be uh, liberated from bondage. Okay. And so Jesus was first demonstrating and talking about his spiritual kingdom. Hmm? And so this is why, you know, we. When we deal with being a witness, we should be more uh, focused on our spirituality than the uh, aesthetics of just appearing to be holy. <laughs> um, I hope I break this down right. You know, it's right to look holy. It's right to dress holy. It's right to be holy. All right? But our focus should not be on just looking the part, but we must have God, Christ-like character that will demonstrate to uh, those that don't know God that Christ is within us. Hmm? There's an external component as well, but our focus should be internal, spiritually. Okay? We know the Bible says first, uh, natural and then spiritual. We understand that, but our focus should be on the spiritual. Okay. Now I just want to make sure I break this down. They were concerned about these things. Uh, and they wanted to know when the spiritual kingdom was going to be established. Hmm? But Jesus was letting them know this kingdom was going to be established in the believer's heart. Hmm? And this is why this living witness is very important because the kingdom has to be within our hearts because you got people in church, but their heart is not there. I know. I'm not trying to, uh, you know, be, be on no, uh, no type of power trip or uh, be on no soapbox, but I'm just pointing out some of these things that we sh uh, should know and we should be uh, watchful of is that we must uh, demonstrate God's power, all right? And it's only going to be through the Holy Spirit, and this is the component that's needed to be that living witness. Because in Acts 1 and 8 now, he says here, it is not for you, in 7 rather, he says, and he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. He clearly demonstrated and explained that to them. But then he goes on in his discourse, 
and goes to the focus point. And this is in red. You know, some people, when they read their Bible, they don't believe nothing in the Bible unless it's written in red. So here it is in red for you. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of being uh, a little cynical on that point. But uh, what I really mean, it's in bold red. So you can see Jesus made this statement to the disciples. He says, but ye shall receive power. He didn't say you might. It's a possibility, hmm, maybe, but he says, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, all right? And if you've been a recipient of the Holy Ghost, huh, you shall receive power. So you have the power. God has installed his power within us after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both at home, next door, down the road, and all over the world. I'm breaking it down for you. And he says, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. And as I break this down to you, my friend, brothers and sisters, want to let you know this witness goes everywhere. And if your witness only work when you at church, you need to check your witness. Hmm? If, hmm? if your witness only work when you're around other believers, you need to check your witness. Hmm? Because this witness will work everywhere at all times. And so being a living witness causes us uh, to go farther in sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hmm? The Bible says here, and when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And so when we look at this, uh, we're going to call our next scripture. We're going to go uh, to our next scripture momentarily here. But uh, I want to show you something here. Uh, I want to show you something here. Uh, being a living witness, we're going to go to our next scripture. Let's go to uh, St. John. We're going to go to St. John. Uh, we're going to go backwards here to St. John chapter 1. I want to show you something here. St. John chapter 1. And uh, let's go to uh, probably 1 in, uh, let's see what 1 in, uh, Six says. Let's go to St. John 1 and 6. All right, let's go. Let's go to St. John 1 and 6. I want to show you something here. St. John uh, 1 and 6. Let's see. Here. I think that's what I want. All right. Since there was a man sent from God whose name was John, right? Everybody know about John the Baptist. The same came for a witness. Even John, uh, under the dispensation, he was the last Old Testament prophet. Now, even John was a witness. Hmm? He was a forerunner for Christ. And he says, the same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. We are witnesses that others might believe. This is why we have the light, the power. Bishop uh, Smith did a great job preaching on yesterday. He talked about the light 
gives off some type of flame, some type of power. And so if we have the light of God on the inside of us, we have the power of God on the inside of us. All right. Now let us look here. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. So he wasn't the light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. Hmm? All right. So uh, he was not the light, but he was sent to bear witness of the light. And so I want to let you know as a living witness, you know, the scripture said we're living epistles known and read of all men. People are going to see uh, Christ, the power of Christ in us when we walk in the things that God has given us that pertains to life and godliness. Hmm? And this is why, you know, uh, our conduct, our character and behavior, you know, we shouldn't be in the grocery store uh, or in public places, you know, uh, not reflecting the witness. I'll put it like that, not reflecting the witness because you got a lot of people, they're professing, but they're not possessing the power that they claim they have. All right? We're going to go to uh, 1 John. Let's go to 1 John. Uh, I'm going to go to 1 John 1 and 6. I want to show you something. Let's go to 1 John 1 and 6. I want to get that for you. We'll put that on the screen. Stay with me. Kind of going slow on purpose because we have time to write these scriptures down. 1 John. Uh, let's go to 1 John 1 and 6. All right. First John 1 and 6. So I want to show you something here. First John 1 and 6 says here, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Now, take a look at this. Being a living witness, meaning that we bear witness to the truth. Hmm? If we say we have fellowship with God, hmm, and walk in darkness, this is what he says here. If we say we have fellowship with God and walk in darkness, we lie. So now I want you believers today to take a look here, being this living witness. We got to make sure, we got to make sure that we are living witnesses. What are you saying, Elder Newsom? We got to make sure that we're not lying in church. Hmm? We got to make sure we're not lying to ourselves. We got to make sure we're not lying at all. Because if we say, some people say they love God, but you can see that people dislike you. Hmm? You can, you can just, you can feel it. You can feel it when people just genuinely don't care for you. Hmm? Doesn't matter what your lips say, your actions going to display it. Hmm? And so I, I just want to make sure that we examine these scriptures because it's very important that we be that living witness. Hmm? Because just as sure is that there can be a living witness, the living witness tells the truth and reflects the truth of God. Just as sure as there is a living witness, there is a lying witness. <laughs> I know, I know. We're going we gonna to get into it later this week. We're going to get worked up. But right now, we just kind of easing on into this so you can see uh, there is a living witness and there is a lying witness. And have you ever seen somebody that know they wasn't even around and involved when the situation happened? 
but they'll jump in and say, I know, I was, you know, I know all about what happened. They was not there, but they heard it from somebody else. But they'll go and spread that thing as if they had heard it themselves. That's a lying witness. Hmm? And this is why it's important that we as children of light be a living witness for God. Hmm? Because if the truth be in us, we cannot lie. Praise God. Now, that's if the truth be in you now. If God's truth be in you, we cannot lie because the seed remain in us. So when that, when that, when that right seed is in there, that's why Jesus said you should know a tree by its fruit. If it's an apple seed, it's going to bring forth apples. And so it's very important that we be that living witness. St. John 1 and 6, 1 John 1 and 6, rather. 1 John chapter 1, verse number 6. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. You can't. We can be in the same church. Let me let me let me break this down theologically. I know people won't probably won't grab this, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna share it with you. We can be in the same church together. Hmm? But if somebody in darkness and the other person in the light, there is no fellowship. I can show you in the scripture. There is no fellowship. People try to say it's fellowship. There is no fellowship when there's light and darkness. It has to be light and light to have fellowship. <laughs> oh, let me get out of here. I got to go. Huh? Because Paul says in the Corinthian church, he said, what concord had light with darkness? Huh? What fellowship? Hmm? Have we with Belial? Hmm? So we, you know, uh, let me get it. I'm, I'm about to get it. Let me finish this out. I got to finish this out. He says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If I'm in the light, if, if, if I walk in the light, I am assured the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus. Hmm? I'm assured of, oh, glory be to God. Hmm? Now notice now, he came to save sinners, which we all were. But if we walk in this light and if we happen to sin, the blood of Jesus will cleanse us of all sin. Meaning the believer, the living witness, do not practice to disobey God does not practice to sin against God, does not practice hmm, to disobey God's commandments. Now, let's go here. 1 John 1 and 8. We're going to stop there and go to our next scripture. 1 John 1 and 8. If we say we have no sin, this is where, this is where being a living witness, we must be conscious of this. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Hmm? Being this living witness, we must tell a dying world that such were some of us, but we've been washed and we've been regenerated. Huh? The Lord has uh, delivered us hmm? from the power of death. And we, we, we must, we must uh, share these particular things as living witnesses so that other people can know and be encouraged and realize that there's a way out of what they're in. I know. I'm trying to encourage all of our viewers today, no matter where you are in your walk with God or, or where you are in your walk in life, you can become a living witness 
through receiving forgiveness of your sins and having this cleansing blood, this blood of Jesus will cleanse us of all sin. So I don't want nobody to mistake me today because some people feel like, what's the use? I didn't done so much. It's just, you know, I've been so, you know, bad that I can't, I can't turn around. I want to let you know, you can be a living witness. God wants to save you. God wants to deliver you because I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once, oh, glory be to God. I once was dead, but now I'm alive because of Christ. I, you know, we must share these things so people can have hope in God. Oh, glory to God. I got to get out of here. I'm trying to encourage somebody. Huh? We was once a no-gooder. Uh, I know that word is not in the dictionary, but I thought I'd throw it out there. We once was a no-gooder. Hmm? Because God came into our lives and made us alive so we can do good to all men. Look at this. And you know what? You, oh, and you ask people, you go to, I, I got to go to another point. <laughs> you go to work, you go to shopping center, you walk past people and you ask them how they doing and they say, I'm doing good. How you doing good and you don't have Jesus Christ? Hmm? I know what they mean. You know, everything is well with them, you know, according to their analysis. But technically, if you're living beneath your privilege and you don't know Jesus and the pardon of your sin, you ain't doing too good. Because if you would leave this earth today and have not became a living witness, have not became born again, hmm, things ain't going to be so good. And so that's why we have to share the gospel message of Jesus Christ with people to let them know that God can and he will deliver you. Don't listen to all these other stories of people that have had failure and say you always going to be a failure. Hmm? I won't let you know there is no failure in God. The failure is in us. Hmm? Because when you look at Isaiah 59, he said, the Lord hand is not too short. Let me just get it for you. I want to show it to you because I, you know, I don't want to just be quoting scriptures and you don't know where they're at. Let me get Isaiah 59 for you. Let me, let me show it to you. I just want to show it because we think God hand ain't short. My hand is short. Hmm? You know how people say they're going to help you and then they don't end up doing nothing to help you. It's because the hand too short. But I want to show you the scripture that the Lord spoke in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah 59 and verse number one. He says, behold, the Lord's hand. <laughs> hmm? Now, if he could deliver Israel with a mighty outstretched arm, look at this. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened. Matter of fact, because of grace extended to us, his arm is really long. He, he didn't extend, oh, glory. He extended grace and mercy to us. And so his hand is not shortened. That it cannot save. And I know you didn't prayed and you didn't cried all night. And you, you know, oh, glory to God. And you probably said, did no, you know, I don't know if the Lord heard me. Look at this. He said that his hand is not showing that it cannot say. Neither his ear is heavy that he cannot hear the faintest cry. And I won't let you know God heard your cry. He heard your prayer. But it must be encompassed with repentance. 
Hmm? I know people say, and, and, and they, they are incorrect when they talk about this scripture theologically, that God does not hear a sinner's prayer. I know, I know they try to go to, uh, I think it was um, uh, one scripture there, John 9 and 35 or 10, somewhere in there, where God does 9, 9 and 31 or 10 and 31, where God does not hear a sinner's prayer. That's not what the scripture was saying. God hear that penitent heart. When that heart is in repentance, God hear that prayer. Glory. But you know, if your heart is hard, hmm, and you puffed up and you, oh, you rebelling against God, well, of course, God, God will only hear those that are in a repentant state. And I won't let you know, if you humble yourself, God will hear you. Hmm? I won't let you know, according to 2 Corinthians 7, 14. If you humble yourself and pray and seek his face and turn from your wicked ways, huh? God will hear from heaven. And I won't let you know, be encouraged. Don't let nobody tell you God do not hear a sinner's prayer because he does. Huh? And you say, well, what was the scripture talking about? We're talking about that one that's rebelling as hard as hard because the Bible said now, today that you hear his voice, harden not your heart. If your heart is hard, oh, <laughs> Oh, glory be to God. Hmm? That's you rejecting God. That's, you know, a lot of times we say, you know, God is not accepting us. God is accepting us when we come to him with a broken and contrite heart and repentant heart and a broken and contrite spirit. God will hear us because his hand is not short that it cannot save. Neither is his ear heavy that he cannot hear us. And so God hear you. But you must make up your mind and decide that I want to be a living witness. Hmm? And that living witness, oh, glory be to God. God will raise up again. I want to let you know. Let's go to our next scripture and we're getting out of here now. We're going to go to uh, St. John uh, chapter 3. Uh, go to St. John chapter 3. And uh, I think we want to go to about uh, three and uh, let's go to three and 16 through about three and 16 through about 20. Let's just see what we got here. Let's go to about three and 16 to about 20. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. God himself was a witness. Look at this. St. John 3 and 18. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. So there it is. He that believeth on him is not condemned. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. Here's verse number 19. This is the kicker right here. And this is the condemnation. Here's the witness right here. The witness shows darkness. The, the light always reveal darkness. Hmm? When the light come, darkness cannot comprehend it. Hmm? And this is the condemnation. That light is coming to the world. Hmm? And it says, and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Hmm? Usually when people deeds are evil, hmm, they stay away from the light. Now, I know one of the bishops came and preached this weekend. He was talking about, he was talking about how light, you know, scatter roaches. 
And that is a true thing. When the light come on, the roach is going to break out. They're going to break out for it. And I just want to let you know, when the light comes, people sometimes, they shy away from you. Hmm? Don't feel, look, don't feel bad when you at work or when you at the uh, family reunion or you at the picnic and people don't want to, you know, <laughs> people don't want to talk much with you. Hmm? You just continue to be a light. Hmm? Because I want to let you know now, you have to continue to be a light because they see something, whether they want to accept it or not. Hmm? And I want to show you this scripture in uh, St. John 3 and 20. He said, for everyone that doeth evil, hated light. Look at this. He said, for everyone that doeth evil, hated light. Neither come to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. Reproved simply means to be corrected. If they don't want to change their ungodly ways, hmm? if they don't consider their ways and their doings, hmm? they're going to keep on doing what they're doing. Hmm? Look at this. But he that doeth the truth cometh to the light. This is what I want to talk about this living witness for. Because when you obey the truth, when you hear the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, when we heard that we were sinners, and without God, <laughs> huh? we were on our way to a place that was not profitable for us. We hurry up. <laughs> Glory. We hurry up and throw our hands up and said, Lord, save me before I go under. Hmm? And I know we in a world now that rejects God. Hmm? But it says here in St. John 3 and 21, but he that doeth truth come to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. Hmm? Your deeds gonna be made manifest if they wrought in God, because you can't say you love God and hate your brother you see every day. These are not the right deeds. Hmm? And you know, Everybody got their pick and they choose, but I want to say this. When it comes to righteousness, I don't have no pick and choose. What God says is right is right. And he said, love you one another. Hmm? And he said, this is how all men know that you're my disciple because you love one another. You didn't say love the one that bought you the hamburger. Hmm? You know, but he told us to love everybody. <laughs> And so this is what we must do. We must get to a place as a witness, as a living witness for God, that people will see us loving the unlovable. Hmm? Because if you love them that love you, what reward have you? But he said, love them that hate you. Love them that despitefully use you. Hmm? And you got to love the unlovable. Hmm? My last scripture, we getting out of here. I just want to let you know, being this living witness, uh, well, we actually have two scriptures. We got two scriptures. Hopefully we can get them in this five minutes and we got to get out your way. Uh, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. I'm going to go there uh, and then we're going to go to Romans. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Hopefully we can get out your way. Being a living witness. Now, I know, I hope all these, all of my live stream viewers and subscribers are listening to this scripture because we as church, we have misapplied this scripture in so many facets. Second Corinthians 6 and 14. Uh, doesn't matter. We have misappropriated this scripture and we have a molested grace. Look at this. It tells us right here in 6 and 14. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to need some more time, y'all. <laughs> I know. 
I know. You are probably a nuisance. He getting into some. Yes. Yes, we need to get into this. Hmm? Chew on this until Wednesday. Because I want you to research this scripture. And uh, please text me. Please, on YouTube, Facebook, on social media, please text me some feedback on this scripture. How you, you know, <clears throat> uh, what your thoughts are as it relates to the body of Christ. Hmm? Now, I, I just want to know your thoughts because we're going to get into it. And he says here, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Hmm? And uh, the first place I would start with, you know, the first place I would start with, and I'm going to just throw it out there as a hint, you know, um, uh, I've never seen it before in my saved life, but it's happening now more at a rapid pace. I'm, it was happening when I first got saved, but at a much lower pace, at a much lower rate. But now it's spreading like a wildfire. You got saved believers. Listen to me. Listen to me. You got saved believers going out marrying unsaved folk. I know. I know that's going to start a wildfire right there. But that is what's happening. Hmm? And I want you to look at this scripture and tell me, uh, you know, what your thoughts are concerning that. And they deal with some other aspects. But I just want to deal with that one aspect. Is this happening now at a rapid pace? And the scripture clearly describes that we should not be unequally yoked. Hmm? And then we wonder why we have so many problems hmm? in the local assemblies. Because God church ain't, uh, God church going to be triumphant. But we create problems. And therefore, we must deal with the problems we create. Hmm? Because the scripture gives us a clear, conclusive point how that we should not have to deal with this particular problem. Hmm? This is how we stay away from this problem in the body of Christ. It's to be not unequally yoked together. And if we get unequally yoked together, guess what's going to happen? If you take uh, a faster uh, animal and yoke him up with a slower animal, you're going to burn one of them out. Hmm? When you come, when it, I'm an old country boy. And when it come to plowing, you know, come to plowing with two animals, they got to be of the same, <laughs> oh, glory be to God. They got to be of the same caliber. Hmm? And I just want to let you know, if they're not of the same caliber, you're going to have, you're going to have a tug of war there. One going to be going too fast and the other one going to be going too slow. And uh, your row may not, you know, you're trying to pull a, uh, pull a plow to get a straight row. And uh, the row may not be so straight. Hmm? And so I, I just want to bring it in that aspect so we can be encouraged and know that we should not be unequally yoked together with other believers. Because that's another thing that's affecting our witness. Hmm? I'm going to point these things out. You know, I'm your host, Elder Gregory Newsom, on the Faith in God Internet TV. We point out some of these things so we can see how we can better, you know, uh, uh, be better witnesses for Christ as believers on today. So we can be that living witness that God called us to be. Now, we're going to go to our final scripture, and we're closing now, uh, Romans 12, 1 through 3. We're going to go to Romans 12, 1 through 3, and we'll pick it back up on Wednesday, if the Lord's will. I want to let you know after Wednesday, uh, we may uh, not air until uh, the month of August, till the first. Uh, well, actually, we'll we'll do it. The uh, we'll come back on that uh, third week in August. We'll come back on that third Monday, and we will uh, be airing again. So we'll probably be off for three weeks because uh, we we're gonna uh, be going on. Uh, vacation, praise God. It's called vacation, praise the Lord. 
And so you all pray for uh, Elder Newsom, Missionary Newsom, and the Faith in God in that TV broadcast network uh, that we will come back uh, on the third uh, week of July, third Monday in July, and we'll be airing back um, as we pick up our new subject on that particular week. But after this week, um, we will be on vacation. All right. And so we ask that you will pray for us. So let us look at Romans 12, 1 and 2. It says here, I beseech ye, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Hmm? A living witness. And be not conformed to this world, he says here in 12 and 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Hmm? And we'll pick up verse 3 when we get back on Wednesday, if the Lord's will. So let us take a look at these scriptures that we just read, 2 Corinthians 6 and 14, Romans 12, 1 through 2. And we'll pick back up the living witness because it's very, very important that our witness remains alive and intact because the witness is the Holy Ghost. And so many people say they got the Holy Ghost. I'm going to say this as I close. There's so many people, and this is why we need to encourage our young people, don't just jump up and say you got the Holy Ghost because somebody else said they got it. Hmm? Because you're going to be tried, you're going to be tested. Your witness is going to be tested. And if you say you got the Holy Ghost and you don't have no boldness to tell nobody about Jesus, your witness ain't true. Hmm? You, you scared to tell somebody that Jesus can save. Jesus is a deliverer. And you talking about you got the Holy Ghost. And every time the drum and the guitar go off, you shout. But you can't tell nobody about the Lord Jesus Christ. That ain't the right witness, honey. I know. I know I'm messing up, though. And some of us, we want the sugar, but we don't want all oh, glory be to God. We don't want the salt and the pepper that gives us season to go into this world. Oh, glory be to God. And be a light. And I want to let you know, to be this light, you ain't going to be liked. You ain't going to be received. And everybody is not going to speak well of you when you, oh, glory be to God, when you stand for Christ. And so these are the faithful words of Elder Newsom with the Faith in God Internet TV. And we're not on the broadcast for ratings. Uh, we are not here, uh, even though we look at those things. Uh, that doesn't drive uh, our purpose uh, for sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. We let, need to know all those things and know who we're reaching and that type of stuff. But uh, we're not concerned uh, with quantity, but we're more concerned about the quality of one's life to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. All right? Because Noah only had eight souls that were saved. Praise God. Hmm? It was only eight souls entered into that ark. And don't you know if thousands of people heard him for 120 years that it was going to rain? But as I said, God's hand wasn't short that it couldn't save. It was just their ears were stopped. <laughs> God's ears was not plugged. Their ears were plugged. And you know what? When it began to rain, <laughs> I got to get out of here. When it began to rain, God put his earplugs in and they began to holler out. But God put his earplugs in and said, now I'm going to mock you in your day of calamity. And so we need to be careful. And we need to know that God has given us this power to be a witness because he's coming back for the church. Hmm? And the Bible says he's coming back for a church without spot, blemish, wrinkle, or any such thing. And so it's very important that we grab hope to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hmm? I'm your host, Elder Gregory Newsom with the Faith in God Internet TV. We will be back on this broadcast. Uh, if the Lord's will, we'll be back on, on uh, Wednesday at 1 o'clock. 
uh, we will be back on the air sharing with you uh, this particular topic, a living witness. And so as we uh, talk about this topic, we ask that you would uh, research uh, the last two uh, scriptures we had was uh, 2 Corinthians 6 and 14 and Romans 12, 1 and 2. We ask that you would examine those and uh, let us know what your thoughts are. Please uh, come back and share with us uh, your thoughts. And also, uh, if you have a testimony or praise report that you'd like to share with us, please let us know. We'd like to hear that as well. Uh, we're going to put up our times in the lower right hand of the screen that you can take a look there that we're airing on Monday, 12 to 1, and on Wednesday, 1 to 2 p.m., and on Friday, uh, 12 to 1 p.m. So we ask that you would join us back on the broadcast. We also have uh, generated a flyer there if you desire to sow to us. Uh, it's dollar sign fidget, F-I-G-I-T-V. Uh, just want to make sure that you have an opportunity to uh, bless us if you desire to do so. Right, and we're going to go to our next slide so you can see how to access us on Facebook or on YouTube. And uh, we got that there for you at uh, https colon forward slash forward slash fidget f i g i t v dot podbean dot com. All right, and you can join us there. If you'd like to subscribe and join the broadcast, all right? We're also on Facebook at uh, facebook.com forward slash Fidget TV Network. All right. And so we thank you for joining us today. Uh, again, I'm your host, Elder Gregory Newsom with the Faith in God Internet TV. want to say God bless you. Hope that we said something uh, through the word of the Lord that may uh, encourage you, that may... Uh, strengthen you and those of you that are out there that desire to be uh, a living witness, uh, please uh, give your life to God. Go to uh, an apostolic Pentecostal church that believe uh, in uh, baptism in water in Jesus' name, a full gospel church that believe in baptism in water in Jesus' name and then filling of the Holy Ghost. Go to a uh, uh, a full gospel church or a holiness church uh, that deals with the uh, proper teaching. That's what we want to talk about. We're not going to deal with any denomination because we know God is uh, doing us, doing some converting. There are some uh, other denominations that are converting uh, their uh, our particular uh, body uh, into the uh, uh, apostles teaching. And so, we are not closing uh, our understanding to that viewpoint. And so we know that God is doing a work in the lives of other ministries that may not uh, be as such as we know. Uh, but the Bible did let us know Jesus when he saw, uh, well, when the other disciples saw the other disciples and they asked questions to Jesus about what the other disciples was doing. He said, if they're not uh, against me, they for me. And so we want to be in the same light that we know God is doing a work in the lives of these other ministries. And as they come into uh, the knowledge of the truth, um, we just trust and believe that God is uh, doing what he said he would do. And so we uh, trust and believe that uh, others are coming on board. And uh, he said, I have other sheep that's not of this fold. And so we trust and believe that God is doing uh, the saving that he said he would do. And it's our job to share the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. But we leave the saving part. Uh, and the, that part is belongs to God anyway. So we can't save nobody, but we definitely can share a word of hope with you. And so with that being said, with no further ado, I'm your host, Elder Gregory Newson, with the Faith in God Internet TV. Until next time, uh, may God bless you. In Jesus' name.